Matt and Beth show. You're listening to the Matt and Beth show. Huh? Hi. What do you call them? An- annuals? <laughs> That's a doctor's appointment to me. <laughs> it's not very nostalgic. <laughs> oh, wow. Is it weird that I call uh, our gynecologist our gynecologist? <laughs> Huh? So when we were well, only when Carrie's pregnant, though, not for annuals, right? I don't right. Go, are you going to go to our gynecologist for your annual? Right. I say, are we going to go visit the, our gynecologist to talk about the baby? Right. You know what I'm saying, right? I when she's pregnant, do you think it's our gynecologist, mine and Carrie's gynecologist? I think it's nice to say like we have a doctor's appointment, but not we have a gynecologist appointment. <laughs> I don't think you need to use the word gynecologist as often as you have been doing right now. I don't know. It just feels uncomfortable. We have a doctor's appointment says. Yeah, but no, but no, it does not. There's so many reasons to have a doctor's appointment. We have a doctor's appointment. That's right, because you go to doctor's appointments together. Oh, this is the ninth grade. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Here's. Okay. This must be a, uh, an old girlfriend. Who is she? Who? Corinne Rolano. There's my ex-girlfriend, Corinne Rolano. Janae Knack. Oh, Janae Knack. Two years. She was one of those girls, you know. Please don't forget me. Oh, I never have. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. (laughs) Until I met Carrie. Uh Uh-huh. That's right. Now we don't remember Mm -hmm. any of them. Never did. Never did. Okay. Okay, so so we're starting episode five. Hello. How are you, Beth? Good, Matt. How are you? Fabulous. Episode five. Yes. Five feels kind of like a big deal. It is a big deal. Do you know what this means? It's a whole hand. That we're going to be officially on Apple. That's right. Maybe. Because <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know how this That's works. That's what we've heard. Right. Is five episodes and you can be on Apple. I mean, this they, be... they want to make sure you're legit. Right. 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 That you're not just going to put one out and then it shows up there and then you got a bunch of ones everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Then they're everywhere. Just a bunch of ones. Right. So uh, this is episode five. And we appreciate you if you've listened to any of them. Uh, and if you haven't, we don't. So, um, <laughs> just kidding. Was there no, I'm looking at this yearbook yeah. that you call an annual. Yeah. Did Was there not color printers back then? <laughs> Do you know how expensive color was? This is middle <laughs> there's, school. There's Yeah, there's there's not a single color in yeah, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Who no, got, there's a couple. Who That's, got the color page? I don't know. There's no turning back now. Ninth grade. Yeah. The haircuts in here, Matt. Hot. Back to back wow. to normal. Wow. Yeah, they're cool again. So this was from Illahee Junior High School in Federal Way, Washington. The younger kids, like their pictures get smaller and smaller. I know, right? Because it's budget. <laughs> <laughs> you don't make it. Uh, so th- listen, and, and like graffiti was cool back then. If you can tell in the back, I was trying to be a gangster. Look on the ba- very, 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 very back on the back of the back of the back on the, yeah. Oh, that's see, that's yeah. I just thought that was your handwriting. Ah man, that's just me practicing tag. <laughs> did you ever write on walls? Write no. on any? No. Me, I was with people who did, and I always thought it was so dumb because I think there's a real artist who can do it. I don't think it's right to do it on somebody else's property. Yeah, but I'd be with a bunch of guys who'd go up there and be like, "Killer." It's better words to use. And better handwriting, too. And there's better, yes, there's better things to mm. make art out of. Do you need some readers? Just really trying to find Where your Where are your readers? Here. Can I they're help? In, no, they're in my purse. No, I might get it. I'm Can you just, hand me no, the other two I'm annuals? No, I'm busy. I'm busy. 
So seventh grade, probably 91. Yeah, you had a lot of friends. A lot of people signed this. Do you want to read any of them? Are there any good ones in there? Oh, here's a girl that gave you her number. Mm -hmm. They were always handing them out mm -hmm. like free kittens. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have the same last name then? Why uh, can't I find it? Do you know what my last name is in real life? <laughs> found it, 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 found it. Oh. <laughs> That's so awesome. Oh, that's how I pictured you as a seventh grader, sixth grade, whatever. It don't get any better, I promise you that. You know, looking back at these pictures, you can see the girls that people would make fun of. And I just feel so bad for them now, thinking that I have daughters that are in this grade, were in this grade. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying, though? Right. Is that when you're in high school, you don't think it's the same thing, but these girls are the same age as our daughters in this yearbook right here. I have to show you ex-girlfriends, too, if you'd like to. We can explore that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Matt Stud Muffin. Is that what it is? It's oh, been that's... fun getting to know you. Oh, sweet. <laughs> have fun as a gator. So that's my ninth grade. Oh, this girl put a heart on her own face. Yes, yeah, she did. I hope we're still going to get married in 10 years in June. Is it Carrie? Is she waiting? Oh, it doesn't really say Was that, does she, it? Yes. Was she, she's waiting <laughs> for is you. This? Has it been more than 10 years? Yeah, absolutely. Since Is there a girl that sat somewhere in June? Did she leave her number? <laughs> she didn't. We can't call Let's her. Let's call some of these numbers and we see if they're just broken down Courtney landlines. Courtney Nuno. Courtney Nuno? She drew a heart around herself and then said, I'll marry you in June in 10 years. Brown That's hair? That's a movie that... She had brown hair? Oh, yeah, it's black and white. <laughs> Courtney Nuno. Courtney Nuno. Oh, yes. You were, you were supposed to marry her oh. 10 years after high school. What happened? I say, was she waiting? But actually, were you waiting? Did you go s sit at the front <laughs> on, the, on the stairs of the courthouse in a suit with a single red rose? And she didn't show up? Is that picture my annual too? <laughs> check, check, one, two, three. How are you, Beth? I think it's funny that you drink hot coffee next to cold Mountain Dew. That you don't, you know? <laughs> Some people wake up and just drink diet Mountain, Mountain Dew, <laughs> I guess. But you have them both right next to each other. <laughs> My coffee's now it's cold. It's not judge. Oh, okay, okay. I just thought no, the difference in for your palate. Your palate doesn't know. It's it can't. It it's. It doesn't care. It doesn't know what to expect. What's it going to get? Doesn't that the greatest thing? Surprise your own palate. <laughs> <laughs> it's my restaurant. Wouldn't that be great? You have no idea what you're going to eat. You don't. Surprise your palate. Do you get to look? Like, are your eyes closed? When you're eating? Ooh, no. Yeah. Right, because if you walk out with a hot dog on the plate, like, it's not a surprise. It's a surprise that you brought me a hot dog, but I can see that it's a hot dog. Or is it a hot dog? Is it actually, like, a cake. mixed up, uh, ground up Skittles? <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. It's the rich rendition of a of a hot dog. It's all made with with steak. <laughs> uh, that would be kind of funny. Yeah. Would you Would you participate in that restaurant? Yeah. You were, yeah, you would. Of course. Yeah. You would. Of course you would. Okay. Okay. So, so, uh, so I was going to tell you about this. So, 
Why is the Children's Museum closed on a Tuesday on my day off? A Tuesday? Yeah, it's closed on Tuesday. Is it because people don't go to the museum on a Tuesday? Like it's They're Sabbath. not going to close on Saturday when kids are off school. Kids are in school on Tuesday. What's the least attended day? We're going to close on that day. Tuesday. Or they said, I don't like that Matt character. What day is he off? Think about <laughs> this. Yeah, I don't think... I don't think it's about you, Matt, surprisingly. (laughs) I know that's shocking for some of us to hear that this one is not, in fact, about you. But think about this. If kids are off school, too, it's not usually on a random Tuesday. It could be. You know, but they're not going to go to school. If they're going to take a day off here or there, it's usually connected to a weekend. Like a Monday or Friday. Monday or Friday. So they're for sure going to be open those days. Yeah, true. True. Okay, I get you. I get you. So, so the staff just worked the whole weekend. The first obvious day to take off is Tuesday. That's true. Also, it's Matt's day off. So, so we're thanks keep a lot, this guys. guy out of here. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so we, we've talked about going to the Children's Museum. and You and Lennon, not you and I. <laughs> right. So Lennon and I, and just recently in the last year or so, our relationship's been getting so much stronger. Aww. She said something about a year ago. She said, you know, it's neat. Is um. I'm a mama's girl and Eden's a daddy's girl. So we both have one. Aww, I was like, oh, that's kind of cute. cute but what, but, oh, what do I you, yeah, yeah, I want both, <laughs> right. So I was plotting out some things. I'm like, man, we should, we should just hang out one-on-one, you and I, and just be together and, and whatever. So we're talking about the Children's Museum and how bad she wants to go. Can't go on Tuesday on my day off. Sunday, it's open. Okay, let's go on Sunday after church sometime. So we get down with church yesterday. Crossroads, 40th and Superior, by the way. Pastor Beth was on that microphone rocking it. Oh, thank you. Another time we'll talk about it, but you're, you're so multi-talented. So uh, we get down with church. We go and have lunch. All of us did. We had a group of 20 at a table. And then Lennon and I, we get back to the house. She calls a friend. I'm like, this isn't one-on-one anymore. Oh, right. Yeah. What are your thoughts yeah. on that? Like when they want to bring somebody. When, when one of your kids wants to your bring kids, somebody Your kids, yeah. And, and you want to have that bonding one-on-one time. But you also understand the place that you're going to be at is a lot more fun with another kid. Yes. If you were like, we need to have a talk. I, I want to really get to know you. Or we haven't had a deep conversation in a while. Something happened. I think we should talk through it. Then you don't want somebody there. Right. But if it's... At the Children's Museum, and I have the option to have one of their friends play in the fake grocery store instead of me. So that was fake. <laughs> I'm gonna, cho- I'm gonna choose that every time. No, that was just a bad apple. <laughs> so we go. Okay, we, you you went and and a friend. It wasn't just her. We go. A friend comes along, uh, and they're having fun. So as I'm watching these girls play in the fake grocery store, now they have like a Dietz music and they've got like, I mean, they update everything. They've got a union bank. bank. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, they do. The bank I thought was gone. It got moved. So it's changed up a bit. But one thing I did notice that's really changed since going to the Children's Museum about like four or five years ago a lot is a lot more people are on their phones. And I say that as like, Uh, duh. Parents. Yeah, so parents are, right. Mm -hmm. So, and and this is not from a judgment place, but more of just an observation of what's happening. I don't know if it's bored with watching our kids or we've got so much other stuff that's going on in our mind and our phones, but it just looked around. It seemed like like 70% of parents had their faces down into their phones as their kids are like, look at the baby I'm holding. Look at the apple I just bought. Yeah. I just, I want to, I want to give benefit of the doubt, but I just think that that's kind of the way that it's going is that we're paying less and less attention to humans, including our own children. 
and that bleeds into parenting as well. I mean, the the fact that they were at the museum is is good because right. honestly, there's probably an app they could get them on their iPad that's a children's museum, <laughs> and they can sit in their room on their children's it's museum. It's pretty good app. app. It's so a pretty good app. This is a step, I guess, in the right direction. I'm torn on that too because I do think it's sad to miss out on things that your kids are doing. I think it's sad when the kids, you can see the look in a child's eyes when they know that they're second yeah. to that phone. I've seen it in my kids. I mean, and I don't even have to be playing some kind of game on my phone. Like literally if I'm just like texting while they're in the room and trying to talk to me, like that just makes them oh. feel oh. not so important. So I'm torn on that though, because I do think as a society, we need to be better. We just need to be better. Because the people in front of us, and, and my husband's really good about this, the people that are in the room take precedent over the people that aren't in the room. I love it. And so I think that's important. I Although having stayed at home with my kids for a while, and then I've had a lot of jobs over the years where I did work from home quite a bit or job that wasn't really just like I work from, you know, eight to three and then I shut it down. I, you know, my jobs have been very much, they bleed into my life. And so there have been times where I've been at home and I have taken my kids to the park so that they can do something fun so that I can get some work done. Right. So I've been that mom where I'm like, I know that I look like that mom who's just sitting on my phone but I'm actually working right now. Like there are emails that are being sent and I came here with the purpose to give them something fun because the mom guilt was settling in of, Oh, I'm always sitting at on my computer. Well, at least if I take them to the park, they get to do something fun. So there's a balance. I mean, it was a Sunday afternoon, probably that many people weren't working. Right. Right. But you don't but know. And you no don't know. And we, and I hate to judge. Me too. And this is the thing is that I'm looking at it from a standpoint of not that you're doing wrong, but your kids just not getting as much as they could from this experience. Yeah. I'm not, not guilty of this. And same thing, that feeling that happens when you're sitting upstairs and you know, you've got to respond to something in the middle of a conversation mm -hmm. to stop that. Now it's gotten to a point where I'll just pick up my phone and do it. And I have to stop myself. Right. You're in the middle of a conversation. Oh, it's yeah. horrible, man. Afraid you won't for, yeah, won't remember. Yeah, and ultimately, I think it comes back to we've, as a society, we are, we're just addicted to our phones. It's like the thought of sitting and just watching my kid pretend to hand out money at the bank. That sounds maybe cute for a second while I get a picture. And then after that, I'm so, it's so, I'm so trained to look at a screen. Mm. So it's not just in that moment at the, children's museum probably you should get off your phone it's like i should train myself to be okay just sitting right watching people engaging yes. with the people around me or not but i should be okay with sitting and not needing something to take my attention to grab my attention it also brings me back to a story pre-phone but remembering that the attention that we give our kids during the times that they want us to watch are so important and I look at that even from a standpoint of my kindergarten teacher. So we had this uh, week of like talents, show your talent. Kids would come in and they juggle. Kindergartners can't juggle very well, yeah. by the way. And then another one would be like, look at my picture. I drew a picture. And then me and Delane decided to listen to Michael Jackson, get Thriller on there, but do a whole break dance. Sweet. So I mean, full on. I mean, we, we popped and locked for a couple weeks to get this thing all set up, show our talent. Miss Dion, which, by the way, was my first crush. Right. She smells so good. I used to have dreams of saving her from a burning building, like taking a rope and swinging across 35th <laughs> Avenue. And, As a kindergartner. Yes. Aww. I like really, really, really like this lady. She was so sweet. You know, kindergarten teachers. Is she still with us? I don't know. I've looked her up a few times. So maybe not. I haven't found her. 
So Miss Dion, she came over and she's like, you boys ready? And we're like, oh yeah. And then we get down, we start doing our pop and lock. And, da, 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 da. and of course I saved the finale for who? Miss Dion. And so, da, 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 da. oh, this might've been beat it. Okay, so we're going in, da, 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 pop lock, pop lock, get on my back and I go to spin. And this is the finale. And I knew I had it down because I practiced so much. I practiced at home and mom said, you're going to ruin your spine. I said, ma, this is for Miss Dion. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> if I end up in a wheelchair, it's worth it as long as Miss Dion sees this. Miss, I mean, she might not have been married. Hmm. So I get down, I do my spin, and as I'm spinning and it's coming to a stop, Miss Dion is walking away. So I see her walking away, and I remember that moment like it was yesterday from kindergarten. And I think it's in me because I need to remember to pay attention to kids, especially when they want your attention or ask you to look at something special that they've done. How many times do we do this when they show us a picture? We're like, neat, cool, and then we walk off, or we take it and we put it down on the counter. And it's not that we don't have busy days, but these small details in these little minds, I think, really matter. Yes. Taking that moment to make sure somebody is seen and heard. And it makes me sad to think about the times that my kids tried to get my attention and I did, I just didn't give it to them. You know, I just missed yeah. those are moments that I missed. So I don't want to do that. Yeah, sit and fester in that one for a little bit. Yeah, I'd rather not. <laughs> Let me just look at my phone for a minute. <laughs> Numb the pain. It was fun to hang out with Lennon. I'm not solo with her friend, but we got to spend a little bit of time together. We always do like nighttime sleeping and, and we try to... You're nighttime sleepers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you guys sleep at night and stuff oh. like people do. That's wow. cool. Like most people. It's fascinating. <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> you should do a whole podcast on just that, how you guys sleep at night. Sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You're so funny. Continue. Right. Sorry. Sorry. Um so uh <laughs> So last night, Lennon and I, and I'm rubbing her back, laying in bed, and she has this baseball. She's holding this baseball. I'm like, where'd you get that baseball? I got it at the baseball game. What? I wonder you had a baseball game. We had a baseball game tonight, Lincoln Christian. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Did you catch a baseball? No, I just found it in the grass and took it home, and Eden told me I wasn't supposed to do that, but she told me afterwards, so next time I'm not supposed to keep a baseball. So let me see that baseball. And holding that baseball brought me back to my childhood. And if you've ever held like a nice leather baseball, it's got a couple hits on it. So it's got, it's got a a nice grip and just that feeling of the leather and how tight it is. And then getting your fingers on the laces and just kind of, so I played a year of baseball. So I love baseball. My brother and I, we'd play a lot. We'd go to a lot of Mariners games. So what we would do is we'd go up to, uh, uh, to our father figure's house in Seattle We'd wash a few cars and then we'd go to the games. Two fifty for a left field. You'd seat. wash cars to pay to buy your ticket. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. So we'd wash cars until we had enough. Then we'd uh, then we'd go to the game. Buck hot dogs. Two fifty behind plexiglass in left field because they built this big plexiglass wall in the stands so that not all these home runs were being hit in the kingdom. Now a young man at this point, second year in his game. Ken Griffey Jr. started playing when he was 18. His dad was in the league. This was just cool. He's in Seattle in the kingdom. My brother and I were going to the games. And we go and we sit out in left field. Well, keep in mind, Mariners weren't that great at this time. So we go to batting practice. You're going to catch a baseball. Yeah. So we'd have like, we'd be eating nachos or whatever. And a baseball hit your knee. And you're like, oh, another baseball. Not that much. But so I caught a baseball this game in, the, in, in, uh, in batting practice. <laughs> so me and my brother, we, we go we, through the game get done. So my brother and I, we'd go out and we'd wait for uh, players to come out. 
basically they'd come out of a door and then they'd walk to their cars that were further in the back of the parking lot. There wasn't yeah. like VIP. It was like, you're an employee for the Mariners. You need to park back here. Like, wow. like Walmart employees. So then they would come out and then they'd walk to their car. So my brother and I would just get autographs. Same autographs every weekend. I mean, it was just the same guys. Yeah. We've never got Griffey though. Griffey was a superstar at this point. This is his second year. Young dude, 19 years old, I believe at this point, second year. We see a dude walking probably 100 yards away and my brother's like, oh my God, that's, that's Griffey. Griffey. Right there. How do you know that's Griffey? He's like, let's go. Go, 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 go. That's Griffey. So he starts running towards Griffey's car. Griffey gets in the car and it was him because on the side of his vehicle there was an autograph that said Ken Jr. Okay. So then he gets in his car and he takes off and he goes. My brother's like, let's go! And so he continues to run. I've got a baseball in my hand and I'm following my brother running down. Keep in mind, this is about 1030 downtown Seattle. Come on, come on, let's go, Ed. So Griffey's driving up this hill. My brother continues to run and I'm like 100 feet behind him like, dude, we're not going to catch a vehicle. Go, 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 go. That's Griffey. He keeps running. Griffey gets up to the hill. Gotta catch him. Hurry up. Green light. Brother keeps running. Light turns red. My brother keeps running. He gets up to the window. Finally, I catch up a huffing and puffing and I knock on the window. I'm like, Griffey! (laughs) Griffey Jr. (laughs) Griffey, sir! (laughs) Ken! Kenny. Window goes down and the smell of aftershave comes out of the car. He just fresh out the locker room. Mm-hmm. Jerry curls still kind of greased. Girlfriend sitting in the passenger seat looking a real a ticked off. Oh, she mad. As I hand him the baseball and said, sir, would you please sign this? And he said, sure. You're the best. You're the best ever. Ken Griffey Jr. signed the baseball oh. and drove off. He signed it. What Two a weeks guy. later, we played with it and lost it in a field. Stop. Not kidding. It's in the backyard at somebody's house near Brigadoon Elementary School. Thanks, Paul. He oh, talked me into this like is my older brother. Lot. The guy who tied my shoes together at church. Oh. This is the stuff he did. Why don't we just oh, go ask a friend who has a baseball? Sad. Why can't we walk or maybe see if we can get a ride to a second time sports? Yeah. We played with Play the King of Anything. Play something else. Play with rocks. Hit the hit rocks in the air. Somebody found that and sold it for a lot of money. Or didn't believe it and was like, yeah, whatever. That's not real. That's true. Somebody probably found it and thought it was a fake. Yeah. So my brother, he's, yeah. Because he no one would ever play with a Ken Griffey. Right, right. Baseball. Somebody found it when they were mowing their lawn and probably just went out and played with it too. Lost it in somebody else's wow. yard. Wow. Mm. You know, what a great story though. You might not have the baseball to prove it, but. I have That's the memories crazy. of losing the baseball. Yeah, you have the memories. <laughs> my city, my city, childhood, my life. Watching Griffey right under those lights. We're talking lots about baseball and a big baseball fan, Kansas City fan, is Matt Elwood of Elwood Photography. If you're looking to book some spring pictures, some graduation photos, summer pictures with your family, uh, take him on vacation with you. He'll do photos that way too. But Matt Elwood has been a really good friend of mine. I trust him a lot. He's just a good dude, and he makes everybody feel comfortable around him. Check him out at elwoodphoto.com and on Facebook and Instagram, too. Hi, Beth. Did you ever go to baseball games? You know, here and there. My my family is a big baseball family. I don't watch a lot of baseball, but we did go to a baseball game a few weeks ago. It was a spring training game because we're down in Florida, and that's where oh, the teams sweet. go. So it's a it's where the Red Sox do their spring training. They were playing the Phillies, and they have created a mini Fenway. So like they have, they, it's designed to look like. 
Fenway Park. That is so they have cool. The, what's it? The Green Monster, mm-hmm. the big wall. Like Left they field. have one. Yeah. yeah. So we did go to a game and we went with, uh, it was our whole maybe 60, 70 of us that are in this pastor's network. So it's all people we know and we love. And so we had this whole section together. Well, the pastor who leads it is a big baseball fan. And so he gets there an hour or two early with his glove to catch balls. And he kind of made fun of everybody. I don't know if he noticed I didn't have a glove when he said, this guy showed up without a glove. We're not going to a wedding. You go to a wedding, you bring a wedding gift. You go to a baseball game, you bring a glove. And I was like, oh, I mean, like, I grew up in a baseball family. I don't know if I've ever taken a glove to a game. That's interesting, yeah. But he'll go early, and he'll just, like, you know, stand out there. He'll yell, hey, give me a ball. You know, he'll yell, and he'll leave. He's left games with 20, and he just keeps them. He gives them to little kids. He doesn't keep them. He, like, gives them to little kids around or whatever. Like he takes it though to the next level. So he doesn't just try to catch balls during practice. If he has a a jersey or a uniform, is it a jersey or a uniform yeah, in baseball? Yeah, you know, jersey. Yeah. And, or he'll bring both, he'll make sure he has a different hat, like a hat and a shirt for both teams' colors. And so if the one team goes out there, he'll put that shirt on and then try to yell. Now he looks like he's a Phillies fan trying to catch a ball from the, you know. That's like what I do to try to get extra samples at Sam's Club. Job, <laughs> oh, that's beatboxing. Nice work. That's pretty rad. Uh, yeah. You know what? What uh, Bible verse I really like? What? I got this. I've read this Bible verse before, and then Mike said it last night, and I was like, "Yes, I haven't." I read that at work one day, and was like. Whoa. So good. So good. My gosh. Um, it, it's uh, Philippians 2, Trey through 5. Okay. Is 5? Um, I don't know what 3 is. What five, Is 5 where it starts like your attitude should be the same as... Three, yeah. It's it's all... Christ, yeah. That of Christ Jesus. Oh, that's a good one. Here, I'm read looking it. it up. Read it. Yeah. Look at you. I'm looking it up. Philippians 2, verse 3. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, you should have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the next verses, 6 through... Eight, a different version says your attitude should be the same as Christ mm. Jesus, who being in the very nature God. So even though he was God, he just did not hold on to his position as this is who I am. I'm God. I'm up here. I'm, I'm sitting above in a throne above everybody else. He didn't consider that as something that he had to hold on to, but he made himself a servant and he came to the earth and he served people and he even unto death. And so when it says you should look into other people's interests, but really you should you should have that same attitude as Jesus where it doesn't matter who I am or what I've accomplished. Mm. I'm just here to serve. Wow. Time for Box of Questions. Make sure you tell the truth. Here, let's play Box of Questions. Hold on. Box of Questions. Why don't you? You weren't recording, so I don't have to answer that question Please, that would have been good. Box of Questions. Okay. So you pull a question. You ask the question. How about this time? You answer the question, then I'll answer the question. So we don't pull different ones. We can keep the others for another time. Okay? Oh, you're saying we should just use the one. Does that make a sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. Steak or cake? 
I don't like that one. Let's go to your one. <laughs> That's not the rule. <gasps> Come on. <laughs> all, you, right. Wait, all right. All right. All right. Why'd you put that one back? What did it say? This one says, have you peed the bed in your adult life? Okay. No, there's no, I mean, to me, that's not even worth asking because there's no story. Have no. you ever peed your pants? Yes. While you were awake. <laughs> but while I was awake, okay. yes. Let's hear that story then. Well, <laughs> so, you know, now I've had a bunch of babies. I feel like, you know, jumping on a trampoline or laughing really hard. It's like I have this excuse. Like, it's okay if I peed my pants, right? Yeah. Not that I do on a regular basis, but it is, you know, acceptable. So, but this was pre-babies, but I was an adult. I was probably somewhere in the 18 to 21 range. And I was pr uh, playing cards with some friends and one of them made a joke, but it, it was, you know, in that moment, everybody's it's, there's so much trash talk happening and everybody's just so, you know, the, the competitive juices are flowing and she makes this dumb, this, oh, somebody played the wrong, a card that was like, so obvious you should never play it. And she just like makes some comment about the card that they played. And I just like immediately like start laughing so hard and then just stopped because I was like guys I just peed my pants tinkled right now. or peepeed I, like there's a puddle wow. in this chair that wow. I'm sitting. it was like this moment where the joke I you know where you just like explosive laugh yes. so yes. fast yes but that explosive laugh stopped so quick as I was like I'm peeing my pants in this chair right now. It is not funny anymore. So then what do you do at that point? I was like, I told him, I was like, guys, I Got just peed my pants. No one ever talks of this ever again, you know? <laughs> uh, so as a kid, I used to pee my pants a lot. This question wasn't about a kid. This was about having you pee your bed as an adult. Yeah, but it's led into my adult years. I think age 12 peeing the bed is almost adult. I peed the bed until I was 12. Okay. I really did. Okay. But peeing like was like- every day? Mm, probably twice a week. Okay. And it really stunk when it was my brother. You know, we had we were like sleeping in the same bed or whatever. And yeah. then he was so nice about it though. Aww. He would change the sheets in the morning. Like he'd pee, if I peed, then he'd he'd be okay with the plastic sheet being on the bed. Yeah. How many brothers would be all right laying next to the brother who pees the bed? Just, my brother was. I'm sorry. I don't know why. Uh, but so as a kid though, what I, I remember is peeing is my brother and I were taking a bus back from Seattle. We, uh, the Metro, it's like the city bus. So you can imagine what that's like. Big town, big city. And, uh, we're leaving a Mariners game. It's probably a eight o'clock bus, last bus back to federal way. The drunks are in the back at that time. I didn't know. I just thought that's where people slept with beards <laughs> <laughs> and big coats, but it wasn't, it was me and my brother. And then just all of the guys who were passed out yeah. in the back drunk. I don't, why we sat back there. Don't know. But as we're sitting there, we're coming back from the game, tired, probably 10, 11 years old, and I'm sleeping back in the seat. And it's a bus that has the center that that turns, you know? So if you go around a corner, the bus has a middle that kind of bends the bus because it's too right. big to take the corner, yes. right? So that was always cool to watch. My brother and I, we'd sit there sometimes. So at this point, we're in the back of the bus. I'm falling asleep. My brother's still awake. And I wake up and we're close to home and I hear my brother laughing and I hear the guys with the beards giggling at me and they're pointing and then I look down and I had peed my pants and all the pee was running down the cracks of the bus to the very front. And then we'd go up a hill. It would come all oh, the way back. No. And so I'm like, dude, why didn't you wake me up ever? <laughs> 
Oh, no. Yeah, the homeless guy woke me up. Not even my brother when I peed my pants. So, well, if he would have woke you up, like what then? Would it, have, it was already it already happened. Yeah, but still, like stop me midpoint. Like do what? you see you see my pants filling up here? You see something happening? Or he didn't? Or he saw nothing until it was too late? Too late. Why does it always? Why do we end up talking about, about pee? Yeah, because it's me. Bathroom. Yeah things it's you or your cats yeah. let's do another question okay here. let's do another one we already asked that one how did these these get put in here if we've already answered them what is that <laughs> listen i got the box of questions i'm gonna ask whichever question i like favorite article of clothing Ooh. and why huh. i have this robe that i saw it in waco to, at magnolia we were walking through magnolia uh, That's the, the Chip and Jenny. Chip and Joanna yeah, Gaines. Mm -hmm. And I saw this robe and I almost bought it. I was so close to buying it. I just didn't. You know, as a mom, I was like, it was kind of expensive. And so I just wasn't ready to pay that for myself. But I loved it. It was so, so soft. And then several months later for a gift, my friend, that had, Randy, that had been shopping with me that day, she was able to buy it online and gave it to me as a gift. Is it so, just so soft? I, it's so yeah. soft. But just, you know, for me, it's the thoughtfulness that yeah. she remembered, or at least in that moment, whether she wrote it down or put it in her phone to remember, that later she remembered that that was something that I liked. That's sweet. Yeah. So would you consider yourself sentimental? No. Not at all. No. But it's just the thought of a friend doing it makes that article. The thought, yes. Yeah. I appreciate when people... Yeah, the to to me the thought it is the thought that counts. If somebody remembers something, yeah, that means more than the actual gift. That's sweet. Uh, I'm, I'm glad she didn't just think of it. I'm glad she actually got it for me. <laughs> but I'll just afraid? not answer. I'll just not answer. Well, that's not rest. I can't do that. I'll, so here's my question to you, though. I'm not going to ask it now. But <laughs> but what do you mean you can't answer it? You have to answer it. What do you mean? Kind of like you had to answer the last question, but you just didn't. Do you want me to? No, I don't actually. <sighs> I've got this robe. That when Stop. I, <laughs> <laughs> mm. But. I'll ask you this question. Do you really get afraid of the questions I'm going to ask? Meaning for recording I'm purposes? I'm less afraid now because we're recording. Yeah. But when we were on the radio, I was a little bit like, hmm, not afraid because I do feel like I'll just not answer you. I'll yeah. just say I'm not answering yeah, or yeah. just like change the subject. Yeah. And, you know, I'm pretty confident that if I bring up a squirrel that I could get you to look at the squirrel <gasps> and change direction. Do you do that? <laughs> do, you, do you navigate Probably. this thing in a different direction? But I'm less one? afraid of it now because I could just... Stop it. Because we're recording and it's yeah. not out there for all the world. I'm going to be cutting. Um. Uh. Okay, the question. Yeah, box of questions. Yes. Are you actually going to answer yes, a question? I'll answer Because it. Yes. it feels like sometimes you just don't. Then do it and I'll see. Okay. If it's not too personal. <laughs> These are your questions, so you wrote them. What To you, that's why I wrote them. <laughs> what is one thing you wish you were better at? Wow. There's a lot of things I wish I was better at. I know. But now if I, I got to choose one thing that then I would then focus in on and they would get better, which I guess yes. that's how things go. Right. I wish I was better at um, not getting bored so easy. Mm. Because I find myself... Getting bored than looking for like the next thing. The next thing or not being as present as I'd like to be. So I constantly yes. am working on being present and not 
thinking about what the next thing is because it's yeah, yeah. and and I don't want to say that's the only one there's a lot of other stuff right. I'd like to be better at including like play guitar um, same be, yes. be uh, and, and you don't really know like I would love to be a better husband I'd like to be a better right. father I'd like to be a better Christian I'd like to be better at all these things that I know that I could be better at because there's room to grow right but don't, don't you think that being better at and I don't know how you get better at don't be bored but I'm just saying, but if that was truly what you want to be better at, wouldn't that then have like a ripple effect to your being a better parent, being a better husband? Because if your attention was not on other things, but it was more on the person that you're with and yeah. not like I'm bored just having this conversation or looking for the next thing, right. wouldn't that affect then all those relationships? Absolutely. And thus help you to become better in other areas? Probably hundred percent true. Yeah. And then I, I think to myself, but that. maybe I'm supposed to be following these thoughts that kind of take me off into a different direction. So I've never really fought it too much until it becomes a relationship issue. Right. If it's so by myself, clearly then I, not present, right. If it's just me, I'll let the mind go. Mm-hmm. And, but with somebody else, that's where the hard part is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to be better at that. That's good. How about you? Oh, no, nah, I don't feel like answering. You get to you get to just pass, and I don't get to pass. I didn't pass, did I? The last one I told you about my shirt that I like, my robe that I got from Chip and Joanna. <laughs> you made it up. Do you have Do you have something you want to get better at though? Really, I I want to be better. Yeah, I agree. All the things, right? I want to just be better. I feel like there's there is room to grow in every relationship I'm in, every area of my life. I I guess I want to grow. I want to be a better planner. So a lot of times I just, you know, I can make stuff up at the, at the last minute and I do kind of thrive on the last minute, pull something together. But you know, I've got a bunch of kids, they have a lot of activities and you know, just as you grow as a human, you can't just rely on that ability anymore that there's people, there are people who depend on me for things and I want to be, you know, see it coming. And not just, oh, yeah, you're there to pick up my kids. I forgot to tell you that one kid isn't there. So my bad. You know, you do, though. And I know that a lot of people have a lot going on. But from my perspective, here's what I see with with you when you say something like that. It's interesting what we have inside of us and what other people see. But you're always, in my mind, doing something. Mm -hmm. And the majority of the time, it's something for somebody else. And so I think that your focus being so much on everything else that you're doing for somebody else is such a non-selfish thing. Now, if you were constantly going, I need to get my hair done, I need to go get my nails, oh my gosh, I forgot about my mom was going to be there. It's not that. Your focus is so much on how am I serving other people that maybe you forget the one person out of the 10 that you were supposed to do something with. So I see it from that standpoint, not that you're just kind of like, I don't plan, but more so I'm doing so much in my day to day. And I've noticed that you put so much into everything that you do too. It's not just show up and be like you said, yeah, sometimes that is, but I see what you do when you're planning and putting things on for other people to make them feel special. It's above and beyond. So I said, give yourself a little bit. It's the same ripple effects too, though. If, if I had, if I plan a little bit better, then I believe it will give me more margin to even do more. Do you know what I'm saying? Not that that I have to do more because it means I'm, you know, a better person. I'm just saying, I think that adding a little bit of discipline in the planning department and sticking with a plan will allow me the margin in my schedule to help more people, right? right? To right. do more yeah, yeah, things. Yeah, that makes sense. 
be more available, be more present. Yeah. Maybe you could just do what I do, which is just don't even carry a calendar. Don't really worry Maybe about I what do. day of the week I it is. I do know that's what you do. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know how you do it. Do you like this? Hold on. Noise. That doesn't, that's not satisfying at do all you to you. you ever see the, that, this actually Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shh. That almost sounds like pop. I was making fun of it. You know, those videos where people come home with their groceries from Costco and you watch them put them. Have you seen those? You basically watch somebody else put their groceries away. I watch it every day. I actually hate putting groceries <laughs> away. But somebody else and they're like here, putting the the Go-Gurts. The Go-Gurts are growing in the tub and the fruit snacks go in this perfect little bin that matches everything else in the pantry and everything. But they, you always hear these noises. You have to do it like this though. So you put it in. No, there's the, no talking. Oh, there you isn't? just hear this. Oh. Drawers close. New drawer opens. Of watching where everything goes in their Probably. grocery fits so nice. I don't know if it's satisfying because of the sound or everything fits. But um, I have a little treat for us. Okay, what is this? And by little treat, I mean it's a little piece of chocolate that we're going to have to share. Well, I don't think it's for us. I think this is to find out. Oh, no, 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 I, no. We are in this together. But when it comes to one bite, I don't want to take away the nutrition that you could be having in this one single. I don't even need nutrition. So it's just energy, just calories. It's just calories. Okay, let's so talk about this. What is this? This was brought to us after we tried the death cheese. After you did. After I ate the death cheese mm-hmm. and you cried watching. Mm-hmm. Somebody brought us a Tabasco spicy chocolate. Okay. So it's a little piece of chocolate, but the the wrapper looks like Tabasco sauce. It doesn't say like extremely hot, be careful. No, there's no warnings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, there's words that I can't read. Can you um, read those? It doesn't look like a warning. You want to break that thing in let's half? See. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's hear how that sounds in the microphone. You get the big half. Mother used to tell me as a child that I would always give the other person the bigger half. We make them. Um, I cut, you choose. So if I cut it, I know that you're going to choose the big one or the little one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cut it pretty evenly. Mm. Tabasco chocolate. Do you taste Tabasco yet? A little bit. I only taste chocolate. Mm. Got any more of those? <laughs> <laughs> I got some peanut butter. <laughs> oh, I don't taste it, but it is starting to burn mm-hmm. a little bit. Just a little bit. But I kind of like that. I can't like say that. that I taste anything but chocolate, it's but it's burn burning my throat. My throat. Mine too. Like big time. Like my throat's closing up. I think now. <laughs> I gotta go. Tell me about life. <laughs> about life. <laughs> Has Sean written back it? No, no, he hasn't. Okay. Sean, Sean was out of town this weekend. He took a, a a bro trip all the way to Georgia. So it's like 16-ish hours drive. They was got, that the only place with a Spartan race? No, they have them in different places. They have them in a lot of big cities, but we've had to drive to everyone we've gone to. There's not a big city, like a really big city, like Dallas. But why don't we have them in like Austin. Omaha or something? Why don't we I have don't think Omaha is big enough. But why though? For what? Why does it have to be so big? Like big they, meaning what? They they only Spartan only they're only going to schedule them in big places that will you know they want to draw in so, okay, thousands of people. Explain what Spartan race is because I is it that's an actual like brand it's of ter- the race. Yes, okay, that yes, makes sense. Yes, it's not just like yeah. I'm running a half marathon. Right. I'm running a Spartan race. You also have things like the Tough Mudder. That's a different type, but they're obstacle races. So. They have all different levels. We use, we've run the sprints before, and the sprint is, I believe it's like five or six, it's like six miles, 
but it's with 30 obstacles, 20 to 30 obstacles in it. You've done that one. I've done that one. Yeah. And this one they ran was called The Beast, and it's an actual half marathon, so 13.2 with all all those obstacles. So um, they, you know, you crawl under barbed wire in the mud, you climb over big, tall A-frames, you climb, rope climb, monkey bar type situations. And if you don't, every, for every time you don't complete an obstacle, you're supposed to do 30 burpees. Oh. You throw a spear into a, you know, a hay bale, jump over fire. There's one obstacle in every one where you go into a body of water, whatever kind of water, um, and it's a wall that in you. So you have to fully like be submerged underwater, go under, under a wall and come up on the other side. So this one was especially hard for them. It was like 30 something degrees. Right. They drove all the way to Georgia. What's like the irony. They drove so far South and it was still in the thirties. So they were completely submerged underwater and oh came gosh. up at 33 degrees or whatever it was. So it was a bunch of guys, you know, it, it was a few guys. They met another guy down there. Four of them ran the race. And it's just such a cool experience for them. So I was so glad he got to do that. Yeah. So he was gone for the weekend. That's what happened on my weekend. So Sean does Sean get back and is he sore? Does he? What does he feel like? He's sore. Yeah. Yeah. So they actually did a, a race a second day. They do a trail race, but it's just running. And so for those of us who aren't in running shape to go run a 10K in some hills and trails doesn't sound very appealing, but for them, it was, you know, it's kind of good to get your legs moving the next day. Right. But then, you know, then they just got in a car and drove hours and hours and hours. But luckily a little stiff, a little bit sore. And Dr. Bo was there too. So in your core, yes. And your core, you know, his core was just sore from, you know, hurling yourself over these walls and so fun. There's just, you know, there's this bond that happens. We, we ran one a few years ago and it was, like I said, about a six mile race. I think it's, that's what it is, a 10 K. So it's six miles. And we were probably about mile five and we knew there was weather coming, but it hadn't come yet. So we're about mile five. We were at the obstacle where you go in this, this water was so muddy. You couldn't tell it was, I mean, it's just so muddy, black water and there's six of us running, three couples, and we get in and we go under the water. And as we're coming up and you can't see like, like the, the mud is, the water is so black. Like one of my friends who is Caucasian comes out of the water and there's so much mud on his face. And he's like, Beth, you all right? And I was like, who, who are, are you? you talking to me? I didn't even know who he was. And as we come out of the water, we hear sirens, you know, like the tornado siren, but the siren that means everybody needs to step away from the obstacles and find shelter. And then if there's no more lightning, then we'll get back on the course. So we, we had been dry the whole time. And now we come up out of this muddy water and we just sit for 30, 40 minutes, shivering, waiting for, can we finish this race? We're, um, we're less than a mile out. So we sit and wait. We're all shivering, huddling together in this, like, you know, one of those hunting blinds they have, like this wood shelter and huddling together. And 
finally they eventually go everybody off the course the race is canceled off the course and you just see this mad dash of just people just frantic you're running back to the race headquarters it's all outside the wind is howling the sky is green and so we're racing off this course the whole time I'm going wait do I still get my (laughs) t-shirt And my medal, like if if we don't, because you don't, you can't just go buy a Spartan right, finisher right, shirt. Right. You have to spin, finish the Spartan race. So we race out there where we, we send half the people in our group to go get our stuff. You check it in at this little closet area. They give you your stuff. And we then we had to wait in line for a shuttle. And I am telling you, I have never seen rain and wind and temperature drop like I've seen right there. Like all of a sudden, it is 30 degrees I swear there's a tornado or hurricane, something. The wind is sideways. People are grabbing, you know how you put like the signs that just go in the ground temporary, like you'd put a political sign or something. They're like grabbing these Spartan signs, like trying to hold it up while we're waiting for 40 minutes for a bus to pick us up, to take us. I mean, I stood there going, this is how I'm, this is it for me. This is the end for me. There's six of us and there, you know, at that point there are no barriers. There is no personal space. It is like, get as many people to cuddle in and hold me as possible because I'm so cold. It's so rainy. And you know what? I didn't get a t-shirt. The older I get, the more I groan when I'm standing up, getting up off the couch or really standing up from anywhere. The only thing that makes me feel better is visiting Trinity Chiropractic. So if that's happening more often than not, you may want to get in and see Dr. Bo at Trinity Chiropractic. Visit trinitychiro.com, Trinity Chiropractic, 31st and O here in Lincoln. I need some good news, baby. Give it to me. Give it to me. Your wrap-up is brought to you by Trinity Chiropractic. Here is Beth with your wrap-up. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 3, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. So that word, do nothing out of selfish ambition, that is a lofty goal. Because I don't know about you, but I am very, very capable of taking care of my own needs above other people's. I'm not gonna forget that my I'm hungry because my stomach is going to remind me, you're hungry and you should eat, but I might forget to feed my children. Do you know what I'm saying? So when it says do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, that's a lofty goal, but I believe it's one that we should look and attempt to attain to a certain extent. In our relationships, in your marriage, do nothing out of selfish ambition, but look to the other person's interests above your own. The truth is, Sean, my husband, knows how to take care of me, I believe, better than I can take care of myself. So if he's looking out 100% for my interests, I'm looking out 100% for his interests. Both of our needs are being met, but none of it is out of selfish ambition. It's looking to these relationships. How can I serve the people around me do nothing out of selfish ambition. The next verse talks about your attitude should look just like Jesus. And his attitude was one of humility. And he 
humbled himself and he served the people around him. And the Bible says that therefore, because of the way he treated people, God exalted him to the highest place. So we don't have to worry about our needs being met. We don't have to worry about, will people walk in this? Yeah. Will we suffer sometimes? Yeah. But ultimately, when we choose to follow God's principles, when we choose to put others above ourselves, God looks at us and he says, good job, and I'm going to bless you for it. I'm Beth, and that's your wrap-up. My mom. I need some good news, baby. Give it to me. Give it to me. Go, 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 go. That's gripping. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Ed, we got to catch you. Hurry up. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Ken. Mr. Oh, thank you, Ken. Thank you, George Thank you, Thank you. 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 Thank you.